Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of the LMAYT, the Let Me Ask You This podcast. Uh, I'm Nick, and we are joined by a uh, friend of the pod, Andrew Allen. What is going on, sir? What's going on, Nick? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, it's great to be here. Um, as always, or great to ask, great to be here. Great to have you on. Um, as always, we are brought to you by Eastside Legal LLC. Eastside Legal LLC. If you have um, legal issues in the Nashville area, uh, whether it's um, criminal law, divorce law, bankruptcy, um, the lawyers at Eastside Legal can help you. And if they cannot help you, they can refer you to someone who can. That is Eastside Legal LLC. All right, man, you are. Uh, ready to uh, get started talking about the draft? Yeah, let's do it, man. Um, uh, you know, for for, for those of y'all listening, uh, obviously this is uh, you know mostly a Titans podcast. Those of y'all who've heard Andrew before know he's a Cowboys fan and just, and just an all around football fan. So yeah. we uh, after the, we realized the draft was was happening, we were like, we gotta get together and, and talk about. It. I don't remember which day. I think it was Thursday night. I think it was a week from yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it was last like week. Yeah. And we were just like, let's do this. So um, we're here. Uh, yeah, like we we're gonna hit on uh, Titans draft and Cowboys draft. Uh, specifically, and then we'll we'll just give sort of overall or uh, wins and losses. But uh, first, let's start with some just the overall impressions of the draft. What did you think? It was the first draft in a long time that I don't think anybody knew. Like the first five picks. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like there's a good feeling for at least three of the top five. By the time yeah. it happens, and like I think Mayfield came out of left field all of a sudden. Which is weird, but then Dorsey's kind of infamous for not telling anybody in the building who he's going to pick until the day of. Yeah. So that kind of made sense. I like the pick, personally. Um, yeah, you had texted me about it uh, a couple weeks before the draft, maybe yeah. 10 days before the draft. And I, I, it seemed like he was not one of – it seemed like him and Lamar Jackson were kind of the, the two that were the – of those – top quarterbacks like in the the back of, of the pack like, it seemed like it was mostly rosen uh allen and um geez the other guy donald donald and it seemed like it was going to be one of those three for the longest uh i don't really know much about i mean i know who baker mayfield is i mean i don't know much about his nfl prospects i haven't been following yeah, his i think we're kind of the same in that like you follow tennessee that's I feel like neither one of us are like heavy college football watchers, no, you know? No, no. But the more I saw Mayfield, the more I watched of him. And I watched him in both playoff games that Oklahoma played. Um, there's definitely positives and negatives. Like, he struggled in the second half of the Georgia game. Like, just – Yeah. He just struggled. Like, I thought Georgia's quarterback, who's a freshman, looked better in the second half than Mayfield did. Yeah, yeah. But – um I don't know. I think Cleveland needs a guy who doesn't care what the outside thinks, doesn't really care what the inside people think. Like he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's kind of cocky, and I don't know. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Like they need somebody who's going to walk in there day one and say, "Hey, losing all 16 games again this year is not an option. Like that's not acceptable. Not by your standard. Not by mine." Uh, yeah, I definitely see that with him. Uh... I do wonder that. I mean, as a as a throw over the football, what do you think about him? Um, well, I think we're both fans of 
um, the Ringer podcast, the NFL podcast, and GM Street. And I think Lombardi's right on there a lot that yeah. it's hard to get a handle of their offense because it's not really structured. I think each play individually is structured, but as far as like there's no real rhythm. Like it's yeah, just the Oklahoma offense. Yeah. That's what he calls it all the time. But when he's asked to throw the ball, he's 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 good. Like he's he's not an extreme arm talent by any means. Um, like and the comparison to Drew Brees is just size alone, I think. Like he's not as physically gifted as Drew Brees. Right, right. Um, so I don't know. I, I went back and forth during the process, and then when they took him, I was like, you know what? I think if that's if that's who they think they should have taken, and and Dorsey's Dorsey's a scout at heart, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to spend too much time yeah, on yeah. Baker because, um, I mean, I feel like the, he's been talked about enough. But uh, any other just sort of overall impressions? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the sort of the, the – I got the draft order. Uh, yeah, some of it we'll touch on later. I, I just – I don't get the the Josh Allen pick. Like I, one, I don't get how that guy's in the first round. Yeah. Personally. Yeah, um, yeah. It's – it, it it feels like a um, what's the guy's name? I'm, I've been terrible with names lately. Jeff Jordan. Josh uh, uh, Freeman. Who's the guy who Freeman? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. They went to Tampa Bay. Yeah, Kansas yeah. State or whatever. Yeah, that's um. Geez, I type in Tampa Bay first round quarterback. Doug Williams shows up. They don't even want. Doug Williams wow, is the first name. Back, yeah, they don't even have – I mean, James, there's Jameis Winston. They don't even have uh, – yeah, like four in right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny. No, so – but it, it does, there is a feel of that a little bit, like, with him. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. Let's uh, let's jump in the Titans draft, uh, just kind of going through the the notes you sent me, and then we'll – then we'll go to the Cowboys draft and the yeah. wins and losses. Yeah, so. I didn't really dig into theirs, so – No, it's I'm fine. Gonna you, I'm going to let you roll with the Titans. Yeah, well – I was I was excited with with the idea of going all defense okay. because uh, I mean I know we got Luke Falk at the very end like the, in our fifth round but um, I, I think we needed help on the front seven and we got um, Rashawn Evans who who I didn't I didn't follow him as much at Alabama I knew he was a good player uh, but all the comparisons I'm I'm okay with he's supposed to be a starter. Um, he can play inside or outside linebacker, and he's he's gonna he's supposed to be a three down linebacker, so he can he can help out in coverage. Um, he seems to be pretty versatile, and I think that's what um, I think that's what John Robinson, the, the Titans GM, is is, is going for. What Vrabel's looking for. Yeah, Vrabel. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He wants guys who can. Can he catch? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It's like him. It's just a, I feel as if uh, he might. Be, I wonder if Rabel does see a lot of him. Oh, I'm sure. And yeah. yeah. So uh, he's an inside backer, right? He's he is an insider, but I think he played some outside linebacker at Alabama. He yeah. played both. I think yeah, he say that moves everybody around. Like that's a one to one fit to me. From going from Saban to a Belichick style system. This is one. Okay. That's like, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you had to say. Like. Alabama linebacker, cool. Right, yeah, then he's good. Yeah, well, that's – I will say Alabama linebackers don't tend to bust. Like, Yeah, they may not be the best. You know, you had 
Jesus. Okay. Hightower? No, the, the, the kid that went to the Raiders first round, and we picked him up after he failed, like, eight drug tests. Oh, yeah, yeah. McClain. Oh, McClain, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you got him, and we'll see what happens with Root and Foster, but it's never on the field. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, um, and he, the thing that – and we'll, we'll talk about this with y'all's uh, first rounder, but um, they, they talk about his speed a lot. So I was, yeah. uh, you know, a fast – a fast defense is, is kind of because I I don't think I really didn't think that we had the holes on offense except for backup except for a backup quarterback um, that then Falk was a quarterback and Falk was a quarterback yeah so I I was I think a lot of Titans fans were happy with that that direction and then um, the second round and I think a lot of us are really uh, uh, happy about uh, Harold Landry because. He was a guy who he had 16 sacks in 2016, which oh, is wow. insane. Yeah, at uh, at the college level, and then I think last year he had some ankle injuries, but he's healthy now. And uh, a lot of people had him rated as the second best pass rusher, rusher in the draft, uh, behind Chubb. And so I, I'm not exactly sure what made him fall. Maybe besides the injury concerns. Um, but as a Titans fan, I'm, I'm excited because I think Arakpo is is I feel like he was older when he came to us, and then he's been here for a couple of years. So I expect him to slow down a little bit well, this year. A lot too, right? He, yeah, he, he was he. I think when he first got here, he was injured a lot, and then the last year and a half, he's been pretty healthy. But he was injured in, in Washington a lot, and yeah. so that's kind of I think that's part of the issue. And then I think if he can just be more of a on special downs, a pass rusher, and and Landry be the every down guy by the end of yeah, the year. That's yeah. what I think a lot of Titans fans want. And Derek Morgan, what I like about him, I mean, he's a he's a Belichick guy, a Vrabel guy, where he can just he can play wherever. I mean, he's he he's never had like a lot of sacks. Like he was a mid first rounder, and if you just look at his numbers, you may not think that he's lived up to him. But I think as a Titans fan um, who's followed his career. He's been a good football player for us. Um, he's uh, he, he, he's great against the run. He's a three-down guy. And he doesn't – I mean, again, he doesn't, uh, you know, pick up the sacks. But I do think he gets uh, he gets pressure on the quarterback. And I think he's a guy that if, if you switch him around like a chess piece, he's going he's gonna to do well. So those two picks, uh, you know, as a Titans fan, I'm – I'm pretty satisfied with it. I remember I didn't see this draft, but I but I was following it on my phone, and when I got a text from Jonathan saying that um we got Harold Landry, I I, I kind of didn't think I was like it can't be the Harold Landry, it's got to be someone else. So, so you know him beforehand. I didn't know him before. Him I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I did. I I knew he was a big name, and I actually thought he was coming. I thought he was coming out last year for some reason. I for my I don't know what it was. I thought he had already been drafted last year, uh, but I think it was because if he had come out last year, he would have been a high. Maybe it's all the talk about Jarvis Landry. Get kind of confusing the yeah, and then um, uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Dane Crookshank from Arizona, who I, I never heard of, but corner, right? he was a corner, but he played a lot of safety, and I think we're gonna play him as like a um, third down nickel corner, but he can also stop the run. 
kind of thing. So I think so he's going to be more. I think he's going to be kind of, again a, a hybrid player where we'll have him on the field mostly as a as a um, you know as, like as a tweener. Yeah, the tw- yeah tweener. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I, I think that between him, Malcolm Butler. Logan Ryan from last year. Yeah, Dory Jackson. And then um, – So Jackson was your safety last year that really came on, right? No, no. Uh, no, Jackson was the uh, – our first-round pick last year from USC, the, okay. the yeah, corner. Yeah. Okay. Um, our, our, our safety from last year is Byard, who – Kevin Byard, who um, Deion Sanders yes, didn't know yes, who played. Yeah. And so, I, I, it's so strange because two years ago, corner was a, a weakness, or the, the just the secondary in general is a weakness. And right now, I would say it's it's our strongest group, our, our strongest uh, if, if you take if you take all that into account, uh, corners and safeties. Um, again, well, I, think I think that's smart though. Like that system will challenge the corners because the your front seven is going to be. Your guys that are really versatile, but you're, you know, they're going to expect them to man up. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, well, I, I mean, I, I know, you know, people talk about Butler's production falling last year, but he knows what you know. I think he'll know the system, which I think he's good. Well, I'm not happy at work. I don't work as well either. That's true. Yeah. I I think I think that I think there's a lot of disgruntlement that's going on there. Well, and he's, he's got a fresh start and. In Tennessee, so that's good. And then I, I expect Dory to continue to get better. I think if he stays healthy, I mean he's a, he's a great tackler at corner, which you wouldn't expect from a track guy, but he he tackles well, and he's and he improved a lot last year. And 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 then Byard is continuing to make the you know make the leaps. So I think um, I'm, I'm excited about the secondary, and I, I think if we can get. If if Landry stays healthy as a as a pass rusher, I, I just see us having a good defense next year. So uh, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at. And then um, we, we needed a, a backup quarterback to you know, be grooming, and so uh, that's yeah. I feel like that's where we're at, tight, you know, Titans wise. I mean, we pay, we traded a, a couple draft picks to move up to to get Landry and. Um, uh, Allen, so yes. Yeah, so who's your backup now? Castle. I thought it was Castle. I had to look it up because uh, because it was Castle last year. It's Blaine Gabbert. We actually signed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was our early signing. Yeah, I, which I thought it was Castle until I I, I was prepping for this podcast and I looked and I was like, oh yeah, we got about because Gabbert's he's really athletic. Yeah, I, yeah. When I saw that was Gabbert, I kind of thought, well, maybe we didn't need to get a quarterback. But I guess, no. I guess you do need to always be developing someone. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want to be in a situation where Gabbert's my starter. I don't think. Maybe. <laughs> no, I know. I really. I mean, I, I think if he gets hurt, I think if Mariota misses a couple games, you're like, okay, he's going to be out for the next three weeks. I don't, I don't mind Gabbert in that yeah, situation. Your, your backup should be able to go too and. Two and two in a four-game stretch. Yeah, my quarterback's out a month. He should win half the games. Yeah, yeah, I, and I think Gabbert could do that with the right thing, with the right pieces around him. Yeah, and I, honestly, I think his skill set 
from what everybody says about your OC, is going to fit that well enough. Where I, yeah, I think he would two games, two out of four. I mean, we're putting a lot of faith in in in, um, in our OC, you know, just because he. Uh, I mean, he's never called plays, but he's 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 been with That's the Falcons true. and the Rams. That's true, but he's been around a lot of football people. Yeah, yeah, I, very talented offensive minds. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not he, worried with. Yeah, even if he just school. copies one of their playbooks at this point, it'll still be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's. I'm. I'm cool with Lafleur. Uh, we'll take him in Dallas because I think I think we're a little stale. Who's y'all's OC? Scott Linehan. You know, a sixty-year-old guy. That's what you want. Call him. Yeah. What's a nineteen-year-old? Yeah. Scott <laughs> yeah, Linehan. Yeah, because y'all y'all had like a bunch of offensive guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Linehan, Wade Wilson. Who who was the guy who used to coach the Raiders that y'all had? He was like the run coach. Or... He took him. Let's see. Uh, oh, Bill Cower. Cower. Uh, Not Ka- Callahan. Yeah. Callahan. Yeah. 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 He's in Washington now as their offensive line coach. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, shows how little I know about the Cowboys. Let's let's go ahead and shift to to y'all's draft because y'all have more picks. Yeah, we had a lot of picks. Yeah, year. so um, I was I was reading a little bit on on Vanderesh. I want to get your take on him. Uh, didn't know a whole lot about him. Like, I feel like I heard his name in the draft process. Everybody kept bringing him up as, you know, a, a possible high ceiling guy. Yeah. Um, but the more I, I, I watch, you know, it's hard to find tape, so I'm watching YouTube clips and and that kind of stuff and. Uh, I like the pick personally. I, you know, I think everybody in the building in Dallas, with it being in Dallas, thought they were going to take a receiver. Yeah, they brought out Drew Pearson and Michael Irvin to make the pick. That's funny. Like, yeah, everybody, everybody in the world thought it was going to be a receiver. Um, but I liked Stephen Jones bringing in Jerry and being like, "Look, let's let's take a good value of where we're at." I think they've watched other teams like Washington and yeah. Even the Giants, to some extent, last year with the Giants losing almost all their starters and still having some halfway decent receivers. But really, I think the Steelers, watching another team like that with the, the history they've got at receiver, I think there's a lot of value to take a receiver later on. So I like Van Der Esch. Uh, see a lot of comparisons between him and Erlacher um, physically. Used to be a safety, bulked up to play linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Um, good feed. He looks a little stiff in the hips compared to Erlacher to me. Um, but he only played one year, apparently. Um, but I don't know. I, th- I think low end, he, he's, a, he's a fill-in player for when Lee or Smith doesn't work out or is hurt. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I like the story. I like the pick at the time because I thought it was a lot of value in the second round for a guy with his talent level. But if you go back and really watch Smith last year, he struggled a lot. People went after him in the passing game because he, he just physically can't drop. Like, it's just – he's not there. Really? Hmm. And I don't know if it's mental. <clears throat> I don't know if it's still physical. There's still a lot of debate back and forth between doctors on what his nerves are really doing inside that knee. A lot a lot like hmm. Peyton. You know, there's a lot of stuff around Peyton Manning's neck when he had all that nerve damage. Um, yeah, when you start talking nerve, I mean, I feel like that's such a different yeah. um, thing. Like when you're talking tendons, even bones, it's like, okay, 
really weird. But overall, um, I thought that first pick was a good. It was a good uh, merge of need versus depth. Because um, I think he will end up being a starter at some point. I, I think he probably beats out Smith eventually. If if Jerry allows the coaches to look at the tape at practice, I think he beats him out. Um, yeah, I think. Um, well, and because I've been looking, I've been trying to find a, a comprehensive list of the wide receivers taken in the first round since 2000. And I, you know, I'm just you sent me a text that like best value for wide receivers in the first round is like what two through four or, or yeah, I'm sorry the yeah, rounds yeah, two, it's two through four yeah well yeah because I, I I'm just it seems like wide receiver is because I imagine if we look if we could find I mean who, a list, who do you think the top five receivers in the NFL are? not ones drafted in the first round except for Odell right mm, I think it's more than you think. In the first I, round, I would say Odell, Julio, Julio, yeah, and I think AJ Green's still in the conversation, but I think I think physically his his body type is going to break down on him quicker. Yeah, yeah, but but I'd put him up there as a. But then Antonio a Brown's like a third or fourth round pick, right? Yeah. Um, you know, Steve Smith was like a sixth round pick or something crazy when he was just a punt returner. Like, yeah, I mean, it seems like wide receiver is. You know, Dez was a first round pick, but late first round. You could you could make the argument that Dez was essentially a second round pick that year because he he got picked a year after we went to the playoffs. So he was like pick twenty eight or something. Yeah. Like that. Well I, so he was a I mean you, you got good production from him. Mm-hmm. Um No, I I'm I'm not hating on Dez while he was there and I'm not hating on Dallas for letting him go because I just, I just think physically his body was going to betray him. And yeah, he's not a tactician in his routes, so it was only going to get worse. You know? Yeah, like it's different if you're Larry Fitzgerald. Like, yeah, your body starts to you lose a step here and there. But I'm really good in and out of my breaks. I'm really good at figuring out zone coverage. Like, you can, you can mitigate a lot of that. Yeah, I, um, and Dez was never that guy. Well, no, and that's what um, that's something Rayblitz said. I mean, he was talking defense, but you can play faster if you know how to anticipate. And I think that yeah, he doesn't. Um, that's not his strength as a. a I'm looking. Okay, I, I found a list. Uh, we had um, geez, DeAndre Hop, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, which is one. But then some of these other names. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's fifty-fifty. Yeah, I would. Yeah, me too. I I think that. If you have a valuable first round pick, yeah, um, you might be better off. I feel like if you go defensive, raw offensive line, if you go front seven or offensive line, you know, if you can get like a high quality person like that in your draft in the first round, that's a better way to go. I feel like skilled position players, you can you can trade back and still. Well, you could look at the playoffs too, like yeah. You know, and, and there's don't get me wrong, there's a whole list of variables that play into that. But just mm-hmm. let's just take who was in the playoffs or start with the Super Bowl. There's not a first round wide receiver for Philly or New England. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait. Cooks was. Oh, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, he got knocked out in the first quarter because he zigs when he should have zagged. Oh, that was crazy. I forgot about that. <laughs> he got rocked. So. So there was one, and then um, 
Now, I mean, we took a first round. We took a wide receiver last, last year. Corey Davis, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, Which I, mean, I like that pick. Like, me too. I, I mean, I, I, he's, you know, it, it seemed like he fit a profile that of, of, a, of a wide receiver who could be an all-pro which I guess they, a lot of them do, but I, I don't mean just physically, though. I mean his production and, and sort of everything surrounding See, him off the field. He was at a Southern Florida, right? Western Michigan. Western Michigan. Okay. So, um, but, uh, uh, you know, let's, let's kind of keep going, though, yeah, with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, overall, Van Der Esch, I think he's uh, probably a starter by the end of the year. My biggest, my biggest thing about taking him was if, if Sean Lee goes down, yeah, our defense falls apart. It's just that simple. Right, right. It just does. Like we we're not the same defense, and then we had a decent backup, but not great backup in Hitchens, and then he left in free agency. Um, so I, I like the pick. Then the second round, we came back and we got Connor Williams, who uh, he's played a little tackle and guard. Looks like we're probably going to start him, probably at left guard. Okay. Keep we're going to keep Collins at left tackle. I think they just think his talent level is too high to move him back to guard. Although I thought he was better at guard than tackle. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's young and he definitely has the the talent and the measurables to play tackle. You talking about Williams or a lot of or Collins? Collins. Okay. Yeah. okay. But then then Williams, uh, same thing. I like I've, I've heard of him, but I don't know a lot about him. And honestly, most people don't really study offensive linemen unless they do this for a living. Um, but from what I have seen about him, things that pop out is he's athletically gifted. He's got a little bit of a mean streak that you want inside a guard, especially yeah. one's probably going to be running more than passing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like what I've seen from him. Um, you know, then we come back in the third round, and we finally get a receiver. We get Michael Gallup. Um, honestly, I actually knew a little bit about, and it's completely random, but uh, one of my high school classmates who graduated from the University of Tennessee now lives in Colorado, right down the street from Colorado State. Oh, man. And he's just as big a football fan as we are, so he goes to their games quite regularly just because it's the closest place that he can watch live football. Um, yeah. And about two years ago, he sent me a text message when this kid was a freshman and said, I don't know who this kid's going to be a steal for because they won't know who he is. Yeah. But he's one of the best receivers I've ever seen on the field. Dang. Um, so then I started, started really studying him a little bit after they drafted him. I like the pick. He's decently sized. He's not huge. He's like 6'1", 220, 210, something like that. Um, but then uh, everybody seems to think he's a – Good route runner, and what I've seen, he, he gets in and out of his brakes pretty fast. But the big, big thing that led led me to really like this pick was um, that he he led college football overall in yards after the catch. He was fifth in total yards, and he was third in overall receptions while he was playing. See, that's what I like. <clears throat> I I like that with just high production receivers. Yeah, eventually where, you have to take production. Yeah, like, like, I, I get I get taking guys for their ceiling. Yeah, their potential. But I think Dallas, especially over the last couple of years, like they've built that offensive line, they've built that running game, and really, I think the Dak Prescott pick, like, was all production based. Like, yeah, we like guys that produce in college, and 
I'm okay with that. Yeah, it definitely seems the way to go. And just whenever a wide receiver leads the leads college in yards, receptions, touchdown, whatever, <laughs> and is up there. I mean, I to me, I just I that 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 kind of excites me. Yeah, those are the type of numbers that Antonio Brown put up at Central Michigan. Yeah, and that's like, what you want to see. Um, I, you know, I I don't want to see like decent, no, you know, decent numbers. Like if a guy had like like forty catches for you know seven hundred yards, that's decent. Right, it's decent. Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, if I'm taking you in the, well, I mean, Gallup wasn't taking the first round, but I think if you say the first three rounds, yeah, even still, yeah, even still, if I'm gonna take a guy in the third round who's not in the Big Four conference. Yeah. Like, I don't know what Colorado State's conference is. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, but I know what you mean. Maybe. I I really don't know. But he should dominate that market if he's that physically gifted. Right, exactly. I mean, I I think that's the thing, uh, Mountain West, Mountain West Conference. Is that the same conference as Wyoming? Oh, let's see. That will tie into the other conversations. Yeah, this. Wyoming, you just type in Wyoming conference. Not too much other things. They are in a conference, right? They are the Mountain West. <laughs> there we go. They're in the same conference. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's uh, who else? Hey, who else did y'all? Really, I want to touch on two other guys. One's the fourth round pick. Uh, Dor- I guess it's Doris Armstrong. Yeah. Uh, he's out of Kansas. Kind of similar to your Landry pick. Had an amazing 2016 year with 56 tackles. 20 for a loss, 10 sacks. And they played a traditional 4-3, much like Dallas. And then apparently in 2017, they switched to a 3-4, and he had like two sacks and like one pass breakup. Like it was not good. Right, yeah. It seemed- um, so he really fell – I think really fell off because people – I don't think – and I'm sure the NFL was willing to look into that, but the conversation around him really fell off. Well, I, when, I, when I read your notes that you sent me, that I thought of Landry when I saw what yeah. he did in 2016. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you started describing him earlier in the pod, I was like, oh, you know what, That's, that really ties into our pick too. Yeah, I mean, I, you can see how people go late in the draft and then people are like – and then if they, they turn out well, like turn out doing well, you're like, well, why did this guy go so late? Right. You can see that where if if they had production two years before – which kind, of, yeah. which kind of reminds me of uh, Demarcus Lawrence that we have now. Like he had a really good <coughs> year before the draft, and then he tweaked his back the year of the draft and had an okay year. Yeah, yeah. And I think we drafted him off the production from the year before too. So, um, and then I had full trust in Rod Magnelli. Like that guy just consistently takes role player guys from other teams. Like, yeah. We also. Traded, we traded our sixth round pick to the Raiders for Jihad Ward, who everybody thought was he was a first round pick two or three years ago. So I'm interested to see Marinella get a hold of him too. And uh, but really, the other one I want to talk about basically is because mainly because of today. So Jason Witten retired today, and in the fifth round, we knew that was kind of ha- coming down the pipeline more than yeah. likely, and we took Dalton Schultz from Stanford. Um. Didn't know a whole lot about him other than, you know, Stanford historically has decent history with tight ends. 
what little I could find on him on YouTube, he did I, statistically he caught all twenty six targets that he had last year. I did I did see something about that. So, that's interesting. So that's a that's good. Still twenty six targets. Not yeah. He wasn't utilized either utilized well or maybe they're just playing towards his skill set. But he reminds me a little bit of Witten. Um, he's well, eager to block. Let's put it that way. I saw him deplete at least two corners just by watching him on YouTube. Really? He likes to block. Well, yeah, I mean, it seems like with so many tight ends basically being slot re- big slot receivers, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that idea of getting a guy who, when he's on the field, you it might actually be a run play as yeah. opposed to, yeah. you know, a guy who's on the field and you know it's – Yeah, I think the difference between the good ones and the great ones in that aspect is, like you said, you have to be able to put the same – I have to be able to put the same personnel on the field and you not know whether it's run or pass. Is that, Witten, yeah. Witten always had that. You know, Gonzalez wasn't great back in the day at blocking, but he learned how to block. Yeah, Same thing yeah. with Antonio Gates. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Graham never really did, but he's just he's – a, he's a huge slot receiver. Right, no. right, yeah. I mean, I think, and I think that you, it, it all, it's, it's strange too because I think a, a tight end's value, if they can't block, I mean, it, it, it goes down a lot once their speed starts to go, um, yeah, and, and uh, linebackers yeah. can stay with them because when you're a big guy but you can run, and you're, you know, you're faster than a lot of inside linebackers or middle linebackers, it helps. But when that element goes and you can't really block. You or you never learn yeah. to block. Because, I mean, I think Shannon Sharp, I mean, hit, one of the things that made him good was that even as he got older, he could still block. Yeah, he bulked up as the as And he got, player. yeah. And with yeah. there, too. Like, yeah. um, which, side note, reading on Witten today, I didn't realize he was the only reason he committed to UT was because he was promised to play defensive end, and they actually had him playing defensive end. For like the whole spring camp, oh wow! And both tight ends went down. Former was like, "Look, that's funny. <laughs> that is what <laughs> I did not know that tight end." And he was like, "I already had my scholarship. They gave me a free ride. Yeah, I'll play tight end." Like it was just an afterthought for him, and then he became the second greatest tight end. Ever. Yeah, I was gonna say he's up. <laughs> Wait, you got him second. Who you got first? Uh, probably Gonzalez, just off the of statistics. Um, if I had to pick a guy, I'd probably still pick Witten. Just because he is such, like Witten can take on. He can't. I don't think he can take on a traditional defensive end if there if there's a lot of power there. But he can definitely take on an offensive or outside linebacker in a, in a three four. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of those guys are just a little bit lighter. He can he can man up one on one on those guys and drive them in the dirt. I've seen it. Right, right, right. Like, like Gronk. Like Gronk is probably he's Witten on steroids. Yeah. Are you saying Gronk takes? Really no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, not, not, not that I know. You mean metaphorically. Say, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's put it that right, way. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, hopefully y'all, y'all have picked up another Gronk, or another Gronk, another Witten, or Gronk. I think you would take. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I, think you, our, yeah. I think our slot guy is Rico Gathers, yeah. whose story is almost A to Z, Jimmy Graham or Antonio Gates. Like, he never played college football at all. Oh, really? Like, he's just a basketball guy. From I want to say Oklahoma, but I don't think that's right. Um, was it Rico? But he he Rico gathers. Um, he he showed a couple of uh, flashes last year in the preseason, and then he got injured and stayed out. We put him on injured reserve. Is it Baylor? 
Baylor, okay. <clears throat> Six eight two eighty five. But yeah, he's he's big, he's fast. He's got a ways to go. Right, he, right. He definitely be that guy in the future. But I think I think Schultz short term might be our best overall tight end. Although I like uh, I like John Swain, who's been on our team for the last couple of years for Jeff Swain. Um, okay. Well, I don't know those guys. Um, I need. I think we may need to uh, do the podcast more often so I can learn, you know, beyond just the AFC. <laughs> um, you want to talk wins and losses? The draft. Yeah, I mean, these are all uh, just kind of early speculation. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it's too early to know for sure, but it's still fun to do this. Yeah, they're completely subjective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in my win category, I got I got the Steelers. I just I got the Steelers and Packers. We'll start with the Steelers. I think they got Terrell Edmonds out of Virginia Tech, um, who a lot of people saw as probably one of the best safeties, um, and in the draft, you know, could he, could he be that that Troy Polamalu role? I'm not sure. Um, he's, he's definitely not as big, uh, but physically, he's extremely gifted. Then they came back, they took another receiver, which I'm, I'm never going to question Pittsburgh taking a receiver. Yeah. The track record's too good. They seem to be the one team that's cracked the code. And then they, uh, that go, to me, that goes hand in hand with they offloaded Martavius Bryant for somehow they got a third round pick out of a guy that everybody in America knew they were going to cut. Like, I just. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know how that happens, especially on draft day. Like, I just, I don't, I don't <laughs> get it. Like, but the Raiders are doing some questionable things these days. Yeah. I, I, it, it, it's just, I feel like John Gruden is a smart guy. No, I just, I can just picture him right now. Just like going with his gut and all this stuff. Like, yeah, but his gut's 10 years old. Like, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm, that's about. the problem. Well, right, right. I agree. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's probably, but I, and I think, and I don't think guys are, I think personnel guys aren't going with their gut anymore. You know it's, what I mean? It, yeah. At least not with when it comes to like the first three rounds of the draft. It's becoming less and less for sure. Um, and he's not helping himself on making comments about, you know, we don't even know what statistics are. Like he got quoted on something not too long ago saying that. And I'm, oh man. And and then part of me is like, you know what? Maybe that's maybe that's what the NFL needs. Maybe they need that kind of guy because I don't know. Honestly, I think you'd say the same about when Pete Carroll came back. Like they yeah. like to smash mouth. I'm gonna run, run it down your throat. I'm gonna play like this old school four, four three, cloud zone coverage. Like, yeah, I. But, but we know I don't have with that enough same feeling about Gruden so far. No, <laughs> no, because I mean we know enough about Pat Kerwin, who's worked yes. with Carol, that there's still an intellectual element. Behind the Smash Mouthness, with when it comes to Carol, and not that, and not that Gruden doesn't have the intellectual element. I mean, I think right, know, right, anyone right, who right. watches film at four a.m. But there's, I think, in terms of evaluating players, there seems to be a little bit of a gap between like old school, this sort of scouting. This guy has it, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, versus. Being able to better quantify uh, yeah. a guy's ability, yeah, you're right? And Carroll's probably a 
it's probably a weird comparison the more I think about it because I mean he watched for what eight years at USC he watched the talent change yeah yeah in front of him so he knew kind of what he was he knew where the top tier talent was later in drafts and he kind of knew what he was looking for I think more than Gruden oh oh yeah for sure yeah that's a good that's a good one because it doesn't seem like there's a a clear plan yeah like um like it like, yeah, I bet if we look back at Carroll when he came back, yeah, he, we probably could see a, a very specific pattern. Yeah, Gruden reminds me more. Like, Carroll, I think Carroll was looking at it as I'm writing a book and I'm picking the chapters. Yeah, and yeah. Gruden, I think he was picking his favorite chapter from 10 years ago and trying to put a new name to it. Like, it just That's feels like he's trying yeah. to, like, plug and play players. Like, he's, he's giving them a new name through the draft, but he's he's reaching for players that he used to know. Right, right. Like, uh but I mean, if he can coach Derek Carwell, it it, it almost won't matter. Yeah, because I'm just not sure about that guy yet. And no, no, I mean neither. But I'm not on the rails. But yeah, yeah. And then uh, let's see. Back to the Steelers. We talked about Bryant. You know, they came back in the third round, traded up to get Mason Rudolph. Um, he's he's an okay quarterback. Like I, there was a lot of people thought he was going to go in the first round. I thought they got value for him at the third. Um, is he Big Ben's heir apparent? Probably not. But will they save him? Save him two million dollars from paying Landry Jones next year? Probably. Yeah, yeah. You know, so in the third round, I'm okay with that. Like they got a stacked roster, anyways. Like it's not like they're looking. Yeah. For, yeah. For was, this big hit. Was Mason Rudolph the guy you texted me about, or was that someone else? I texted you about Mayfield. Uh, I told you. I, no, but I, there was a guy that you thought that. No, uh, no, no, no. That was Kyle Aletta. Kyle, oh, yeah, yeah, Kyle Aletta, yeah. And he ended up going to uh, the Giants. Okay. Interesting. Like in the fifth round, something like that. Um, okay. Well, um, yeah, I mean. He could see the field. Like, if, you know, Eli's up there. If he struggles again. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know who Davis Webb is other than. They have two quarterbacks who were senior bowl MVPs back-to-back years. They drafted Davis Webb last year. He was a senior bowl MVP the year before. Interesting. And then Loletta was the MVP this past year. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, the, the the news with the Titans, uh, our draft is that um, Falk, Luke Falk was uh, he's the same pick as, as Brady. He was 199. So, so that, of course, means – you think they had that pick on the board? Yeah, they were just like, yeah. Yeah. We just happened to have the 199 pick. We might as well, yeah. So that's just – so you could just pencil us in for the next six Super Bowls. And then my my other win is uh, the Packers. Yeah, man. I really – they they moved the entire draft. They accumulated more picks. I think this new GM whose name has escaped me at the moment since uh, Ted Thompson stepped into – back into a scouting role for something weird. Um, moved up and down. Um, yeah, yeah. Brian? Packers, Brian Goodkins. Goodkins yeah. well, who's Doherty then? Oh, it's just a writer. Um, yeah, Brian Goodkins. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I think if you would ask most analysts before the draft who their best two corners were, 50% of them would have said two of these guys, and that was Jari Alexander and Josh Jackson, and they got both of them in the yeah, first round. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they needed that. Like, their their secondary struggled. They're not getting as much pass rush as they used to. They get different body types, too. Like, Alexander, fast, talented with yeah, slot skills. Yeah. 
versus <laughs> and the big guy. I, I like those two. Well, I think Alexander they struggled at corner. Yeah, or at uh, inside corner on slot guys last year. Um, so I think he's definitely. You know, they they struggled against Thielen with Minnesota. Um, this was in their division that I'm struggling with. Oh, Golden Tate when Detroit, like they struggled to cover those slot guys last year. Then Jackson's, he's the old school Green Bay corner. He's the, he's the Al Harris Woodson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bigger physical man press guy. Um, so I like that. And then they came back and they got Warren Burks, who's from locally near where we live at Bandy. I have watched, I've watched a little bit of him, but he's played both safety and linebacker. Um, yeah, kind of, guess. That, kind of that same mold of your your first round pick. I think Mike Pettin, who uh, was out of the league for the last three or four years, and just magically got this job, hmm. um, was the former Cleveland head coach. But he's uh, he's from the buddy Buddy Ryan Rex Ryan tree, so he's okay. he's going to see that guy with a lot of with a lot of potential, a lot of to potential move to move him around, do different things with him. I'm not. He's not every. I think he ends up playing linebacker, but um, I like that fit. He, he he forces those guys to play a lot of man. He'd probably come down and play, you know, big nickel with the, the yeah. tight ends and stuff like that that <clears throat> other teams will have. Um, yeah, I, I feel as if my sort of one of my favorite types of players right now is that that linebacker safety hybrid, like yeah. the dude from Michigan last year. Um, oh, uh, Peppers. Yeah, I, I liked him, even though I, I think that uh, I've, I've heard that there were some issues with him in coverage at Michigan, uh, that they may have been hiding him a little bit, and uh, and I, I don't know how he did his first. I haven't heard much. Well, yeah, about I think him. I think he's I think he's more of a box player. Like I don't know. I liked Greg Williams five or six years ago, yeah. ten years ago. Like when he was in the Saints, I think he was still. He had his best job with the Titans when he yes for sure and for then sure. and then he did well with the with New Orleans and then he won the Super Bowl with the Saints yeah um, but since then I don't I don't know if he gets how fast the offensive talent is now even at tight end yeah the slot guys are just like people are designing plays back towards the middle of the field like yeah I don't think he's changed with I can't just knock that guy's block off when they come across the middle anymore. I think that changed the way people attack the middle of the field. Like, yeah, you can't do you can't do what you used to do. And I don't because what little I have watched Cleveland, like that dude plays like twenty five yards deep from the line of scrimmage, and people are just exposing the middle of the field every time. Yeah, yeah. Where to me, he's he should be up on the he should be within 10, 10 yards of the line of scrimmage playing, like you said, that linebacker role, that, like yeah. Rebecca Cannon and uh, Mark Barron played it. Yeah, like Tampa Bay, and then where's he at now? The Rams, I think he's still playing the same it. position there, basically under Wade Phillips. He's just like a he's a run and hit linebacker more than he has anything. Right, yeah, who yeah. just has has a little more speed, and but yeah, he's definitely a running. Uh, a team I think I'm, I'm hoping didn't have a good one, but but I but I I gotta admit I like their at least their first pick was the the Colts. They got Quentin Nelson at Notre Dame there at sixth overall. It's a Pro Bowl player. Yeah. Unless something three, drastic happens. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They got eleven picks. Wow. Yeah. And he uh, did a lot of moving around too. Like he, he did. He kept trading down like one or two picks at a time and 
they yeah they kept trading down. They didn't pick up anybody in free agency. They didn't make any moves, and uh, I think that I'm going to have to count the Colts as a win just from the numbers. Like it's a numbers game. If you could just you know even if you I mean if you say Quentin Nelson is a lock to be a starter for the next ten to fifteen years, you still got ten picks out of those ten. It's hard to imagine none of them becoming a starter, like a quality starter, not right, just some right. guy you put in. So I, I'm thinking just based on sheer numbers and the Quentin Nelson pick, I, I got to give the Colts um, a nod, even though they're in my division, um, a win. Um, let's let's talk quickly about the – let's go back to Josh Allen. and uh, go back to the Colts right fast. I really didn't pay them much attention. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, Dude, they had one, two, three, four. They had five picks in the first two rounds, and they went up front on every single one of them. Yeah, that's, I mean that's the way. Go ahead. Yeah, there's that's a that's a shift for them. So they they believe in we will win offensive and defensively up front. Yeah, uh, I mean I I think I think uh, Frank Wright's doing the right thing. Well, Going that way. He saw know. that work in Philly. Yeah. Like, load yeah. up the defensive ends, load up the tackles. Like, that works. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because we've heard Lombardi talk about this uh, on the Ringer podcast where, um, you know, if you if you can rush the passer, your – corners can be okay. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I think it's the same thing for um, – on the offensive side, if you can block, your running back doesn't have to be great. Like he, he can be good. Yeah, I think Philly and Jacksonville, both yeah. being in, they were both in both championship games. One made the Super Bowl. Both of them proved that if if you have a decent enough team around them, you can have okay corners and okay quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think. I want to come back to that. That's one of my closing questions for you. Okay, and okay. We'll come back to that scenario later. Yeah, well, so I'm guessing Colts, you think so too, a win. I didn't even look yeah, at the yeah. going, up, going up front with those with those few picks. But, yeah, they've definitely, if I'm grading grading them and keeping that in mind, that's an A for them, at least, at least on paper. Um, but yet the Bills is a loss. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I, I think they spent way too much on potential. Like, you, you got the Josh Allen pick who goes back to that – Yeah, let's talk – yeah. What was it? Western Mountain Division. Yeah, right, yeah. And, and he was just okay. Like, he, he's he's chock full of arm talent. I'm not arguing that. He can throw it into the sixth level in any stadium in the country, I'm sure. Yeah. But – it It does. It seems like a pick that – if this were ten years ago, we'd be having a different conversation. But it seems like you should know better at it, this point. Yeah, and that, and I think that's where I fall on it. Like you've seen enough Jeff Georges, you've seen enough Jay Cutlers. Like the likelihood of you getting Brett Favre is pretty low. And yeah, then, yeah. And then you trade the farm to get there. I know. I, know. I just I, I don't I don't get it. And then they traded back into the first to get Tremaine Edmonds. He's a linebacker, but he's 19 years old. He's the brother of the Steelers pick. Yeah. Um, and again, physically, physically gifted, but who's really ready to call a defense at middle linebacker at that, at that spot 
he should be my starting middle linebacker. Yeah. And who's ready at 19 to call an NFL defense? Like, I just, I don't know. Like, it's not basketball. No, no, I know. Um, yeah, that was surprising because he was the second linebacker taken. And it seemed it, it, it seemed like a reach. Um, yeah, the value they spent to get there. To, to, they spent the value to get Allen. They spent the value to get Edmonds. And then, I mean, I don't – did they pick till, again to like the fifth round or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, they had they had a pick in the third. Um, yeah, I just I just didn't like the overall value of their first two picks in the first round. Um, I think if you would have taken, let's say they picked it at six, seven. So even if you took a guy like Evans, and then you traded back up to sixteen, and you took Lamar Jackson, yeah, I think most people see that as a similar draft. Overall, right, right, right. Yeah, took probably one of the best linebackers in the draft, and then you got one of the more polarizing, but definitely production-wise, better quarterback than Allen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was looking at Brett Favre's college stats just now, and um, well, to me, Allen should compare to where Favre play at again. Southern, Southern Miss. Miss. So smaller school. Yeah. I, I would compare him to Favre, and then I would immediately compare him, and this is not from living in Tennessee my entire life, but Steve McNair yeah. lit his division on fire to the point where he got drafted in the first round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, McNair, there was a legit Heisman push for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, not for Josh Allen. I mean, Brett Favre, I'm looking at these numbers. Uh, his rating was high. His percentages, he never threw over 56%. Uh, that was his sophomore year. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's hard just going by the numbers. I don't know. I know he had some big wins as a, you know, when he was at Southern Miss. Yeah, so here's McNair. I searched for him and immediately comes up ESPN's top college seasons of all time, and he's number two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in 1994 for Alcorn State, he went 8, 2, and 1. And then he had 4,863 passing yards. He rushed for 1,000 yards. He had a quarterback rating of 155.4. He threw 44 touchdowns and three interceptions. Yeah, I mean, that's what, <laughs> that's what Lamar Jackson would have done if he was in Wyoming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would have sure, been. It would have sure. been insane. And, and, and Mayfield was. A Mayfield would as well. Yeah. But yeah, if it, I really out. don't know a whole lot about Darnold. Um, yeah. I hear completely mixed reviews about him. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know because he's the one. Because I, I, I got Rosen and Darnold kind of confused in my mind a little. Um, but Darnold was the one who's like supposed to be really smart, right? Like he's the the thinker of the game. Of, right, of, right. I mean, of not that none of not, not that the other guys aren't, but that's kind of his defining trait. Yeah, Allen actually had a better year last year, but still, in a in his entire college career at Wyoming, he didn't have as many yards as McNair had in nineteen ninety four. Wow, that's crazy. That isn't. He threw for five thousand yards his entire career at Wyoming, 
last year he only threw for eighteen hundred yards. Yeah, that was surprising. That's he threw sixteen touchdowns and six interceptions. Dang. The entire season. McNair threw forty four. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> 1,800 yards. Far through for 2,588 his junior year. Now, granted, let's not forget that Far was probably closer to Lamar Jackson physically than people give him credit for. Like, he did a lot of running around. That's true. He did have a Mm -hmm. – I I think that there was a – there was some – even though he didn't go to Ole Miss, some Archie Manning whispers. But Josh Allen ain't running nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I – I just I don't even know who you expect him to be. Maybe maybe Ben Roethlisberger, like big guy, strong guy. I hear a lot of comparisons to Cam Newton. Yeah, not, not for his running ability, but the yeah. way he plays. Like he's got a cannon for arm. He throws some one out of forty five throws in a game is amazing. He needs big receivers with a huge catch radius. All right, all right, we better wrap it up. Uh, that, that, See that's yeah, and I, to me, I think that which is okay. I guess that's okay with the coach he's got. McDermott saw all that in Carolina. Maybe he gets it, and he's like, "I can build something around this guy." I don't, I don't know. I don't see it. Well, and I think if we're going back to athleticism, Cam is the he's the best athlete that I remember seeing in the SEC. I think um, it's a close call between him and Tebow. I, I, As a college player. No, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, but I, I think for me, the reason why I give him the, the advantage, because I remember watching him in Auburn and thinking, he just he looks like the biggest guy on the yeah. field. I never got that feeling from Tebow, even though Tebow definitely athletically was like killing him. Uh, real fast, I got to – this is FYI. You can only – you can record for an hour max. We're at 58 minutes. All right. So I think – yeah, no, I didn't expect that. Um, so, lightning round. Do you think anybody ever looks at the QB position as just another player? Going off what Philly's done, going off what the Jags have done, do they ever have that guy that they're just like, eh, I'm just going to keep drafting them, just like I do linebackers? Mm. I don't pay them ever. Just get, just get a new one? Yeah, just keep trading them out. I've been thinking about that the whole offseason. Uh, we make a whole podcast. That would, yeah, let's make a whole podcast because I got to think about that. Because that is, I think you have to hit on so many things to to get to that point. But that if I, I never pay that guy, and I have the finances to just build build a, a high level team all the time, you'd have to get really good at scouting quarterbacks. I guess you could bring them in. Oh, I had a question for you. Okay, um, if Kirk Cousins was in this draft. Where do you think he gets picked? Do you think Cleveland – I don't think Cleveland would pick him number one. I don't know. If he's in this draft, I think he's Josh Rosen. What, what number did Rosen go? Ten. Okay. Okay. That's not bad. I think that I think they're very similar. So, I think so, too. All right. We have 30 seconds before they before they shut us All right, off. Sign it off, Nick. All right. All right. Uh, beautiful people of the internet, that is our – this is uh, LMAYT – Draft special. We will be back in the next week or so to talk about whether quarterback will ever be a regular position. So um, I will talk to y'all soon. Have a safe and sexy weekend.
Kentucky Derby weekend. 